0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our 2023 Halloween special where we play Monster of the Week instead of the Torchlit Tavern standard of 5e, non-denominational tabletop gaming experience centered on dice and roleplay. I don't like the term
1: standard. That's really like a lot of pressure.
2: I like the term non-denominational, though. That, that's nice.
1: Sure. It makes it sound like it's fruity.
3: (laughs) I like fruit.
2: Who doesn't like fruit?
3: Most of the gum that I buy is fruity compared to minty.
2: Anyways, Jay.
0: Dedicated carnivores don't always like fruit.
2: Dedicated carnivores? They have an
0: unbalanced diet. I don't
2: think there are any.
0: So, I am Mitch. I will be your keeper. I will be driving this train wreck. Probably don't poop very well. Uh, So why don't we go around the table, everyone tell me who you are, who you play, and what you've done for the last 15 years. (laughs) Last episode, y'all showed the fuck up in the future, that was wild, Uh, Jay finally got his booster shot for perpetual mortality. Detective Tate Moss, uh,
1: Jay is not in the future, Jay did not get his booster shot, he should though.
3: Definitely. It's been out for, like, years. There's, like, three of them now. There's three COVID boosters. Can Jay
1: introduce his character, (laughs) though? I I was waiting for Mitch to stop. Hi, my name is... My my name is Jameson Oxford. Fuck. Hi, my name is Jameson Oxford. Oxford. I am playing Detective Tate Moss today. The energy's wild, so bear with us, ladies and gentlemen. Detective Tate Moss, for the last 15 years, has, um... Well, for nine years he was trying to uh, to find a way back with Orangey. For the last for the last five years, five yeah. to six, he's uh,
0: six years ago he got his booster shot.
1: Yeah, and now la- nowadays he's just sort of like trying to uh, he's eased himself into normal work life. He's basically done his old life in the new future, and. Because of that, he's upgraded all his gear to... My sheet says a camera, a a cassette tape, and a shotgun. I feel like it's just... Do they have cell phones now?
0: The camera and the cassette tape is all in one thing now, baby. Normally, it's hard wire installed. Would Mr. Moss use a cranial installation, or would he just have that all jacked into his timepiece? You know... Not the shotgun. The shotgun doesn't standard get wired in. It could. Fuck. I was
1: going to say Detective Tate Moss is a man who like likes like to stay classic. But the truth is, is I always played Detective Tate Moss, is obsessed with new technology. So, yeah, I think he got it hardwired in the end. I think once he finally got the shot and everything, he got it hardwired. You went fucking all in. Yeah, I'm going all in. I love new shit. And then I got a shotgun, because Tate Moss has always had his, his trusty uh, yard sweeper. But this one shoots lasers or some shit now what, what, what's the cool shotgun in this day and age Mitch
0: Uh, it's like a pulse weapon you're in a confined dome so projectiles are bad because they keep going and you could like crack the dome and that would be bad for everyone so uh, personal personal weaponry has pretty much all boiled down to pulse weaponry is it deadly or not it could be
1: sweet I set my shotgun from phase to kill
2: shotgun set to kill
0: yes
1: yeah. Weapons aren't common, but they're not impossible to get. And now, I feel uncomfortable, because I've been talking for a long time, and it's still the intro. Don't worry, I'm not going
0: to let you talk again.
3: Perfect! (laughs) Alright, hey gang, it's me, it's Ryan, and I am playing the always lovely uh, Orangey Pritchett. And uh, for the last 15 years, Orangey has, well for uh, almost 10 years of it, was desperately trying to find a way... At least at night when everybody was sleeping, Orangey was trying to figure out how to get them back to their home time. But now, since Moss has embraced it, Orangey isn't worried about it as much, and has now just been, you know, doing their thing, working at the library, or this world's equivalent of a library, and, uh... Data Archive. Being Orangey. And, uh, they have a...
0: Hang on, I want to ask you a question before we get on to this. So conventional libraries are fucking pointless. You could be an aide at a data archive where you could just help people with like search terms that are more likely for the algorithm to trip what they're looking for. Or you could mm. work at a museum of history. Which would mean actual books and some old yeah. old technology like cars and stuff like that. You know, the, the hard things that you you can't just Search on the internet things rather than just information.
3: Definitely, I was gonna say if if I do work at like an actual library still, it's because I work in one of the fucking
0: historical districts
3: that still has a library.
0: <laughs> you could, yeah, you could be in a historical district library which would double as a museum. Now my question is, days or nights? What shift does Orangey prefer?
3: Orangey doesn't care.
0: <laughs> you gotta pick
3: days like a normal person so that. You know, you got to be able to see your
0: your folks. You were so close. You picked the correct answer. If you'd said knights, I would have scrapped this whole thing. It would have just turned into Night at the Museum. Jeff, you're up. Wait, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Ryan, your gear. Orangey's gear.
3: Gear. Orangey used to have a 38 revolver and a big knife.
0: The uh, the revolver translates over to just an impulse pistol. Effectively, it runs off of a recharging, auto cooling. Impulse Cylinder, you get six shots per cylinder. Cylinders will recharge slowly. Effectively, you just pop the whole cylinder in and it gets a a few new charges. Nope. Uh, Your big knife is a big knife.
3: Oh, we still using blades back in the day. All right.
0: Knife's a knife, baby. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you still got to cut stuff. You probably don't have like a military anti-armor knife because that would be weird and difficult to get. But a big knife's a big knife. We'll have a big knife,
2: but you still got your hurtin' buoy. All right, that leaves me. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'll be reprising my role as Marley O'Shaughnessy, the uh Irish railway man who's now oh, very displaced in time. In the last 15 years, I took the time to really like investigate a little bit about this new time and learn things. I took as much time as I could to learn about the sort of old spooky ookie stuff and also the new spooky Ookie, which is to say the uh, technology. Technology. Being a man who's always enjoyed machinery, specifically in railroads before, but now with the just abundance of other stuff, <laughs> I really kind of dug into that and learned what I could. I would definitely say that of the three of us, Marley was the early adopter to the technology, and he's been working as an engineer doing tech work, uh, well, engineering work, for a little while, uh, because it turns out some of his skills overlap there, and he, you know he, he's been learning. I also think that Marley has a lot more outside tech than other people do, because Marley likes to fiddle with it. Not because he's like, I don't trust you in planting something in my head, but he's like, no, no, no. If it's in my head, I can't fuck with it as much. And I'd much rather fuck with it.
0: Having to run a circuit board backwards in a mirror is a bitch. Yeah,
2: right. So, like, I think he's got a lot of his stuff on his timepiece. His new technology is he has whatever the equivalent, the, the buster that ran up to us before, you know. Oh uh, the busser. The busser, yes.
0: <laughs> Cargo hover bike.
2: Yes, he has a busser now,
0: uh, which he, you know, he
2: scoots around whenever he needs to. And he has... Oh yeah, the gang rides around in the bus, or fuck yeah. He kept his iron horseshoe knuckle dusters, but he put them on a mechanical weapon arm that he has tucked away. Whenever he needs to get in a scuffle, a third arm pops up, (laughs) and it's fucking wild. He probably also has some version of projectile weapon in there. Well, maybe not projectile, well... Maybe projectile, because he has some projectiles left over from his old days that he keeps around.
0: Well, Jeff, I want to, uh, I want, I have some bad news for you. Yes. You're an early railway worker. Yes. And you lived over 35.
2: Yes. No, you
0: didn't. Which means you definitely lost your arm in a machining accident somewhere. Oh, God. It, it's just the statistics. You either die before 30 or you lose a limb in a machining accident. Well... And an eye. I'll let him keep the eye.
2: But I had both of those things when I came here. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's the tricky bit.
2: Yeah, so that means you're missing
3: your dick. <laughs> oh no, not my dick. It's okay. You got a new one. So the third arm is for it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is?
0: <laughs> Pop's right out of the middle there. Whatever. Listen, it's not my world. I just play it. No, I'm just fucking with you. You can have three arms. I don't give a shit.
2: Hell yeah, three arms. Cha-cha.
0: One of them can be your dick. I was just making the catastrophically dangerous workplace environment joke.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what I worked in. Not anymore. From then, not now. Now it's catastrophically safe. Yes. I can categorize that, bitch. I'm
0: going to say you're probably working over in the historic districts, just like uh, Orangey is, for slightly different and simultaneously slightly similar reasons. It's a lot more of the hands-on tech. A lot of the future tech is less mechanic and more computational. Like, there are machines, but it's less fiddly. Kind of like a new car versus an old car. Yeah. Cool. Half of the fixes on the new one is just a computer patch.
1: So is this place that we're making sure that we know he worked at, is this where he met his new lover?
0: Very nearby. It's also why he was walking by this pub on the way home. <laughs> hmm
2: I also think that, like, you know, any sort of mechanical tech he learned, like, you know, you can't escape servos to some extent, you know? Yeah. So he learned how to work with all that kind of shit as well, so... Anyways, that's uh, Marley.
0: So yeah, catching up. Oh, what's your gear? You got your your knuckle busters built in. You got a handful of bullets. Mm -hmm. What are you going to shoot your bullets with?
2: You know what? I would question if you would let Marley, being that he's got the hands-on capability to potentially do it, machine himself his own gun, that he keeps very, very hidden. Absolutely. Hell yeah. He has a handmade revolver, because finding blueprints wasn't too hard, and then once... Once you're halfway in, just make the whole thing yourself.
0: All right, Jeff, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. You're not going to get to talk for the rest of the episode because you're my bitch. Hell yeah. So anyway, uh, as we caught up on last time, Marley's spouse had let the party know that something's been off with Marley. He hasn't been coming home. He's been coming home at least two hours late every day, and uh, he didn't seem to be willing to divulge where he's at. And then we ended the last episode with the party following Marley after a day of work and Marley being nearly compelled to return to this place, a little dive bar at the edge of one of the historic districts he works in. Above the doorway is just an old sign that says home, no place like it, tucked into the very edge of the 19th historic district right near the entry and the exit. As you watch Marley enter, there's a a flamboyant and soft-mannered man that greets him at the door. Marley, you go in. Have yourself a drink. party. what do you do? You're too slow, he dies. Shame. A boat rolls into port with no one on board. Have a good night, everybody. Fuck, I'm dead already.
2: I didn't see that coming. It happened so fast.
1: So fast. Yeah. I didn't even see it happen. We're outside staking it out. I know, right? You watched it not happen. Yeah. Well, he made it here safely. I don't know if there's anything to worry about.
3: <laughs> yes, but this this isn't where he's supposed to be going, Moss.
1: It's not our job to f- work out his marital
3: infidelities. Well, at, at the very least, let's see. <laughs> are you not curious to see who he's meeting? Of course. Let's let's get a corner table and just just watch for a little while long.
1: Sure. Um, how are things going at your job, Orangey? Any uh, any news? We're heading across the street.
3: Ah, uh, I work in a place that is old. So no.
0: So what's the old? Pretty old. Tate Moss, I think that's you.
2: Gary. (laughs) Gary's the olds. The olds.
0: Man. I got you, (laughs) Jeff. I got you.
3: (laughs) I'm just impressed Mitch knows actors.
0: Occasionally I get one. So, uh... Good work. As you approach the little little pub and dining establishment, uh, the proprietor presumably steps out the front door. Like I said, soft-mannered man. He's wearing a very old-fashioned suit. It looks like maybe a little bit later than your era, but not too terribly out of date for that, except for that there are glowing threads of light sewn into the hems. So it has a little bit of modern flair to it. And uh, he just says, Welcome to me establishment. Welcome to me home. You're afraid to enter. Be comfortable and find yourself merry. Well,
1: thank you. Thank you. Uh, What sort
0: of establishment is this? This is a dining establishment. Dining and drinking. In the old ways that you would have found back in the 19th. You all carry sarsaparilla. Again, this establishment looks like what we would currently call an old-timey bar. So again, a little bit futuristic for you guys. Speakeasy. Oh. Yeah, like a modern, like a 20th, a 19th, 20th century speakeasy. Very, very much so.
3: I was expecting a TGI Fridays or a Chili's. <laughs> no, 19th century,
2: not 20th.
0: It's classy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Ryan,
2: we... You calling TGA Fridays not classy, okay, bro?
0: Guys. Yeah, what's wrong with you, it's man? It's not like it's fucking Applebee's, okay? I gotta, I gotta take Ryan out and culture him, guys. We're gonna have to record this later.
3: Yeah, Mitch needs to take me out to culture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we get seated. Getting seated is how I got a kid. <laughs> you got seated? Well, somebody did. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, I have the ability to generate a facsimile of most drinks. Uh, Is you say?
3: Yes. It's my favorite.
0: Uh, Of course. Uh, you may take a seat wherever you like. And you just see Marley over there at a table. Just hanging out, hanging out and chilling. We take a seat? So, you see Marley. He's sitting at a table alone. And then you see that nearly all of the tables are also filled. Most of them by a single occupant. And no one seems to be interacting. Even the few tables that have more than one occupant, the occupants seem to be, well, occupied, I guess you you would say.
1: So there are a couple couples in the place. It's not just single... Yeah. Okay. There are people sitting at the same table. They wouldn't be couples. No, no, no. But I mean, like, me and Orgy sitting at the same table isn't going to stand out like a sore thumb, is what I was about to say.
0: I mean, it's weird, but yes. There's only about 20 tables in this establishment. There's, like, small tables. They're like, two or three-seater, like, coffee tables. They're not... It's not a big place. And of those 20 tables... Probably 15 of them are full, and maybe four or five of them are doubled.
3: Yeah, I would like to go for a table that is far enough away so that he can't, like, see us. Like, maybe his back is to us. Sure, you can do that. That's
0: that's doable. For
3: sure. And if he were to, like, look around, you know, there's at least, you know, five,
0: six other people before he sees us. Who are you ducking on? you ducking on Marley, or are you ducking on the... Yeah, Marley. Oh, just, just checking. Yeah. Just checking.
1: We're trying to watch Marley uh, to see what he's up to. Yeah, we're stalking our friend.
0: Yeah. And, uh... Duh. So now, what you do on a Saturday night? You take your seats at the table, and uh, the man comes back with a pint of that sweet golden fizzy goodness, and uh, he says, "I, I have your pint. Uh, what may I call you to?" Um, I don't have a phone. Play a unphone phone ad right now.
4: <laughs> you make <laughs> absolutely not.
1: You want to know what we call us collectively? You want to know what you call us too? Or to what do you want to call us also?
0: <laughs> do you prefer to be addressed by name or by sir and madam or by... Uh, my my name is...
3: Appley. <laughs> Moss stops just to look at you like, really?
0: I'm really mad. I'm really mad. <laughs> Um, Hey, apples
3: and oranges, you know?
0: Uh, he, he, yeah, he, or, fuck it, God damn it, you just fucked me <laughs> up. Fuck! Okay, the, uh, the proprietor has a big smile on his face and he says, Very well, uh, I will call you Appley. And you? You can call me Kate Moss. <laughs> Kate Moss? Yes,
1: Kate. K-8.
0: <laughs> and I will call you Kate Moss. May I Thank call you. you Kate? Is that acceptable to you? I suppose. What would you like to drink, Mr. K-8? K-8,
1: Um, do you have, uh, just a water?
0: Just water. You're sure. Is that a problem? No. bit boring, but anything you prefer. And, uh... Bit judgy! He steps back around. (laughs) And this place is like, when I say small, this place is like, there's not even a bar. There's a fucking back room and a bathroom. And the rest of it's just the the one big open area where all the tables is. Orange, are you going to get in on that sarsaparilla? Absolutely. That 100% absolutely genuine fucking 1890s vintage sarsaparilla?
3: Definitely. You could not stop Orangey from drinking sarsaparilla.
0: Orangey could not stop Orangey. But Will Appley. That is original sarsaparilla. Orangey, you are immediately aware that that is not the synth crap you've had. Moss.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so good that it broke me out of orangey voice. Do you understand? <laughs> Moss, this so is fucking de- good.
1: This is delicious. This tastes like It's slap your player good.
3: Slap your mama.
1: Orgy
0: takes a sip. and uses their new move to turn into Ryan. <laughs> I- I'm glad to hear that. Orgy, Moss, this this tastes like like it's
1: like the real deal. So um, so erk has been good. Uh, glad to hear that they got a decent sarsaparilla for you. We never catch up anymore. What have you been up to? (laughs) Moss, we live in the same apartment. Yeah, I know.
3: What are we supposed to do? He's just sitting there. I don't know. She was worried. Let's just watch for a while, and if he does anything weird, we'll confront him, I suppose.
1: Is that okay? Are you not worried? I don't know. There hasn't been anything really to worry about for a few years now. We've been pretty safe. Is that not weird? It was. For a little while. Not so much anymore. Before we got to this place, our our lives were
3: anything but normal. Yeah. This is the most normal it's ever been. Is that bad? I don't know that I'm fully comfortable.
0: The man returns, and uh, he brings with him a short, stout glass of warm milk in one hand. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> order this. And a tall, blue... I'm not that old yet. ...polycrylic bottle with a 20th century... Branded logo, full of water. The fuck is Evian? <laughs> Definitely didn't have Evian. <laughs> he just pl- places both of them in front of Mr. K. Eight is wait, hold on.
1: Am I too old? Is Evian not exist in the in the night in the twentieth century? I don't know that it exists now.
3: <laughs> when was the last time you saw a bottle of Evian?
0: I don't even know what it is, man.
3: Fuck me. I would have taken Fiji at least he didn't bring you a tab
1: perrier oh yes Oh, uh, we're not staying long enough to get a tab um <laughs> has has Marley moved oh i know how we're sitting i'm we are sitting i have we did not establish this but orangey can change fucking forms i've got my back to marley and he and orangey can just watch marley as
0: somebody else fair enough so has Marley moved Orangey can do that, but Orangey needs to roll me imag- uh, weird if they want to be someone else other than the two forms that they get standard.
3: I'm fine right now. I don't feel the need to change unless uh, Marley starts looking over in this direction.
0: Oh, okay. He does not. Just an idea. Marley just seems to be sitting there, chilling, enjoying his drink.
1: So he is drinking, he is chilling, he's not like staring blankly into space.
0: I mean kind of that's kind of what you do when you're just enjoying a drink on your own
3: Are there like TVs in this bitch that people are watching or? No,
0: no, it's a very quaint and quiet speakeasy. There's Is there music? Some fucking yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what the lounge singers No, the fucking the not piano. An organ? That's no, nah, That's 19th century. 19th century, guys. I, I think so. Like in a like a an old ass electric organ. So this is, it's a speakeasy, but it's kind of, it's kind of mixed, right? So it's got some, like, speakeasy music going in the background. it's very faint. It's very, it's very low to the vibe. The place is very vibe-set. This is, so wait, hold on, okay. I said
1: speakeasy, but you said 19th century, and I'm realizing that that's wrong. Uh, and I just want to make sure. It's
0: a speakeasy, so this is 1920s? So, orangey. Mm-hmm as the now very well acquainted historian can see what's happening here. It's uh, it's like when you say viking and everyone knows what you mean but they're wrong. Yeah. It's uh it's a mitch a mix-match. Like I said, a mitch-match. <laughs> it looks like a 2000s imitation of a 1900s pub. Okay. Yeah, I I I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's a copy of a copy. Of something else. It is technically in the wrong district. I've been to such a place. 19th century is the 1800s. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I know. But if I remember right, the districts were weird.
1: And he's right at the edge. Okay. Okay. So we're in the 1900s. We're in the
0: 20th century. Yeah.
3: Uh, he's he's still still just
0: drinking. The guy just walks around and he, he chats with people. Just asks them if he can get them anything else. A couple people get food or snack. And uh, everyone just enjoys their time. I don't touch my water. What about- Or my milk. (laughs)
3: What what about you, Moss? How's work for you?
1: Uh, works good. Uh, you know, finding lost pets and trailing cheating spouses is, uh, very calm work. Pays well. Wait, are are you being paid for this? For this? No, 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 no. This is pro bono. This is a job for a friend. I'm doing well enough that I have time for such a thing. Back in the day, it might have been a problem. Things are good. Moss, roll me a read a bad situation. How, uh... How's your research for getting us home? Kinda... 11. 11 flat. I think it's way higher than that. Kinda giving up on that these days. Fair enough. Uh, my, my total is fucking 14. Orangey didn't make eye contact when they said that. They're lying. <laughs> Do I
0: know that? You can find out with one of your sharp questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, read a bad situation for anybody new to Monster of the Week. I get to ask a series of questions. I get to ask three because I rolled so good. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? I'm going to go with one, is Orangey lying? (laughs) (laughs) Two, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? And what's my best way out if things go bad here? Sort of just case and exit, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this place has, uh, like I said, there's a back room, there's a bathroom, and there is the double door main entrance. The double door doesn't appear to have any latches or anything. You should be able to just walk out. Um, there are some windows on the front, you can go out through those as well. That is your best way out. It's not like a secure place with only one way out. No, absolutely. It's not a trap. Like, technically there's one way in, one way out, but right next to it's a wall of windows, so like... Doesn't feel like a trapped location, got it. (laughs) Even if they locked the door, you just put a chair through a window and you're out? Orangey, are you lying? I'm lying. Appley. Appley, are you lying? Whatever the fuck your name is, are you lying? Appley,
3: are you lying to Kate? I'm definitely lying to Kate. How could you? Orangey doesn't want to uh, worry Moss about the fact that they're still staying up most nights trying to figure out what the hell happened. And what was your second question, Jay? I missed
1: that one. The second one is the one that pushes the story forward. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed?
0: Yes. At that moment, a man sitting in one of the chairs just sort of reaches across to his chest and what you notice that's also weird here is there's some of the older folks here like some of the people that have either ceased their aging much later on or there's several people older than you moss that you think probably just didn't take the path of no aging and one of those gentlemen he gets a little bit of a concerned look on his face and he reaches his right hand across his chest and he sort of massages his arm a little bit and then he goes back to having his drink and then he sips his drink and he sits back in his chair and relaxes and uh, slumps over in his chair and a beacon pops off on his timepiece and starts flashing a, uh, a red alert beacon.
1: Is that the sort of alert beacon that I would recognize? Is that
0: something that's... I'm trying to think if you guys would know this automatically. I feel like you probably haven't dealt with this. So that goes off for a minute and no one notices.
1: I pull up my cell phone and I, and I Google... Red alert beacon. What's it mean?
3: Nah, you yahoo it. You (laughs) yahoo it.
1: This is a utopia, you're right. I I yahoo
0: it. (laughs) Your yahoo says, you mean fucking life alert, bruh? Oh, yeah. And uh, when you bring it up, you, you know how when you bring up a search engine, it like tries to guesstimate what's going on, And if you're in, like, a fucking hurricane zone or whatever, it'll just go, like, straight to hurricane relief things. It's kind of like that. You bring up your interface, and it it just goes, like, report an emergency, what to do if somebody requires medical aid. And uh, this guy is having a severe health issue. You don't know what it is from here. You'd have to go interface with his device. But it's, it does indicate that fucking medical professionals are en route with an ETA of 45 seconds. 45 seconds is fast as fuck. Is there, is there, a, is there a doctor here? Um, I think this man is having a heart attack or something. And uh, the, ma- the proprietor comes running out from the back because he was doing whatever, making a hamburger or some shit. And he goes, oh, no, Jonathan, no. He runs up to Jonathan and he sort of like pats his cheek and, like, is just talking to him quietly, you can't really hear what he's saying. A few seconds go by, and then the, the emergency health team comes uh. in, and, uh, they whisk him out on their own buster. They start hooking up some, like, random, greebly 20-fuck-you-with-medical devices to him, and they get him evac'd out to a medical facility. Uh. You hear the buster take off down the road with the siren. Doesn't sound like it went very far, because we live in a world that works. One of the professionals, he looks around, and he talks to the, the proprietor, and then he looks around, and he sees you guys paying attention, and then he comes and talks to you and just asks, like, hey, what happened?
1: Real quick, though, when all that was happening and Tate Moss yelled out to go help a dude, did Marley see me? Did he react as he moved?
0: Nope. No one did.
1: Other than the proprietor. And us. Yeah. Um, y- yes. Uh, yeah, I, the man seemed to have a heart attack. I, I called for help from the staff and then the, the, everyone came very quickly. I don't know what happened to the man. He was just sitting there enjoying his drinks um is there anything i can help you with sir
0: other than this and he just collects your information says thanks uh goes back checks out effectively with the proprietor uh, uh,
1: excuse me have you picked up people from here before is this some like is, is this a normal occurrence here
0: yeah there's a lot of old elderly who who are here i'm sorry you made me come up with a voice and i panicked and this is what we got
4: It happens occasionally.
0: (laughs) A lot of older folks like to visit this place. (laughs) Sometimes those that don't get the up surgery, they end up here. So it's a fact of life. If you choose to die, people die where they're comfortable. Sometimes that's here.
1: Has anyone ever spoken to you other than the proprietor when you visit?
0: You just did.
1: I I am the first one, sir.
0: It happens. Not a lot, no. But, I mean... Uh, All right. Um, thank you. Oh, I got a cat. You got a cat? Yeah, his, his little device goes off, and he pops up his HUD, and it's literally a fucking cat in a tree. And uh, he bails.
1: Man's a superhero. Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, that is when Tate Moss sees that Marley gets up, dusts himself off, and leaves. How
3: long have we been here?
0: Yeah. Two hours. Two hours like clockwork. Marley, you wake up as you step out of the front door. Well, sorry, you, you realize that you are leaving the establishment when you exit the front door. Mossy's
2: leaving. Is there anything that stands out to Marley as he's like, Oh, leaving the establishment. Or is it just like...
0: You, you realize you've got a bit of ketchup on your uh, collar and uh, you should probably get home. Okay, yeah. So we, we've gone between apps, right? But effectively, you've sort of just picked up where you left off from when you were like, I gotta get home tonight. Best not go to that place.
2: Yeah, but I don't realize I came out of it.
0: Not immediately. Okay. So he ate there? Uh, yes. I've just established that in Canada. He, he had some French fries.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, Mas, I don't... Maybe he just doesn't uh, like the food at home.
0: Why would Marley lie to us? Marley seems like a burger guy. Like, not an over-the-top burger guy, but Marley seems like a a good old fat, like, patty, lettuce, cheese, and, and, like, some fries, you know? As greasy as possible. Yeah, yeah.
2: Same order every time.
0: Yeah, not even a a good burger, but just, like, hits-the-spot kind of burger.
2: Accurate. Yeah, I mean, I make my way. I I guess I'd probably check my timepiece.
0: And y'all can catch up with him. He's, like, right there, so... Uh, Orgy,
1: go, go talk to him. I'm gonna stay here and watch these other people
3: okay we'll catch up at home
0: yeah i go
2: marley knows he's been delayed lately right this is a thing we established
0: yeah so marley was in a spot where like you've been getting home late and it's one of those like not sure what happened to the time must have got busy got caught in traffic kind of deals yeah i think that marley would have started setting alarms i think you did i think you said that you set a timer or something like that last time yeah so you get a few paces down the sidewalk and you you oh yeah that's right i had a timer set or whatever whatever you've done you start you check in on your well your check-in that you had set up and that's when orangey catches up with you
2: well that's not right hey hey marley orangey what are you doing here well marley to be honest with you we followed you from work yeah i was just looking at my where i could have swore i just left 10 minutes ago yeah no you were at this restaurant what restaurant I wasn't at any bloody
0: fucking restaurant. This place. I just left work. It's called home. Home? There's no place like it. I turn around to look. And uh, you turn around and look at it, and you remember that place. You've been there. You like that place. It's a good place. You've been there before. You stop in from time to time. They've got a good greasy ass burger. Oh, yes. You can't get a better replica shitty 20th century burger than in this place. (laughs) Big belly burger. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I've been there before, but why would I go there and I. I didn't go there today. Marley, I've Marley, got ketchup on your collar. I do have ketchup on my collar. I... Uh... Marley, Moss and I
3: followed you, and we went and sat down in the restaurant as well. You sat there for two hours
2: and just ate and drank, and then left. I sat in that restaurant for two hours, right after work? Alone. Did I talk to anyone? No. There was even...
3: Someone had a medical emergency while we were there, and nobody seemed to
2: move or notice other than me, Moss, and the proprietor. So, I was in an establishment, and I didn't talk to anyone. No. One, unlikely. All right, have you met me? I'm aware. Two, (laughs) I didn't talk to anyone, and I didn't get up when somebody had a medical emergency? That's right. In fact, nobody did. Nobody seemed to notice. Well, according to my timepiece, you're right. I did clearly lose two hours, but I don't know... I don't remember that. Mitch going anywhere. Yeah, Ma- Maas-
3: has stayed behind to just see things through a little longer, but perhaps we should both go back and see if there's anything that's going on now.
1: Has the proprietor paid any attention to me since I went and sat back down? That's sincere milk.
0: Yeah, I haven't touched that. I mean, effectively, yeah. So, he sees you step up, and he gives you kind of an odd look because you haven't touched your drinks. He was, like, coming over to the table with a towel, and then he sees you sit back down, and he gives you the hand wave of, like, my bad. And then he, you know, he wipes down Marley's table. He wipes down the table from where the guy left.
1: When he turns his back, I shift seats and I sit with one of the other people who's alone.
0: Sure. When you get up, because you rolled very well, you bump the menu that was sitting at your table and it, it falls to the floor. And uh, you pick it up. And there's no prices on anything.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. It's one of those places. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I leave. I run. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: roll under pressure! Roll under pressure!
0: <laughs>
1: you don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, we pay with time, huh?
0: Yeah, you don't have that kind of time. Yeah, but there's no there's no charge or anything. It has a whole long list of things and really, really tasty-looking pictures, and you see what has to be the burger that Marley was eating, and it, it does look good. It's a very compelling burger. So you just you put the menu down, and or whatever, and then you, you go sit with another patron.
1: Hi. Um, mm. sorry for interrupting your meal. Yeah. My name's Tate Moss. What's yours? It's what? Sorry, my name's Kate Moss. Thank you. You're right. Oh, okay. I'm undercover.
0: Yeah, you're undercover. My name is Brian Colbert. Nice to meet you. Do you come and eat at this location often? They got a mean lasagna, let me tell you. Ain't nothing like it nowhere else. And he does, in fact, have, well, not much now, but he had a mean-looking lasagna. Has this guy been here the whole time we've been here? Oh, uh, he got in a little bit after you guys. So you saw them bring out that lasagna, and it was a damn good-looking lasagna.
1: How long has he been sitting there
0: with an empty lasagna? He hasn't quite finished yet. Okay. He's been working at it. He's been just sipping his drink, working his food, taking his time, just chilling, relaxing.
1: Does the proprietor notice me talking to him? It's not clear.
0: While you're having your conversation hanging out, he steps out and he scans the room, and uh, he just dips back in. After a little while, he comes back out. And if you're still sitting there, he just goes and buses your previous table. Brian just sits there quietly, finishes up his lasagna, nurses his drink a little bit, and then goes, oh, shit, you know what, time to go. It was nice talking to you, Brian. Here's my card. If you uh, need
1: to look into anything in the future.
0: Yeah, nice Nice to meet you. And he, he slams what's left in his mug, and uh, he gets up, and he just walks briskly out of the establishment.
1: Cool. I get
0: up with him, but I go to the kitchen. Okay. When his chair scoots back, you know, he gets up, scoots his chair back, scoots his chair in, he gets up to go. The proprietor comes out to wipe down the table and sees you still sitting there and points at you, like, are you staying? Points at the door, like, are you going? Holds up the rag, like, do you want me to bust it? Uh, Actually, the the, the warm milk was
1: so good, and I've heard so much about the food, I wanted to meet the chef and shake his hand. Uh, So I'm just gonna go say hi to your crew. He walks over, puts his rag over his... No, 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 you don't understand, I'm walking over I'm not waiting for his response. That's not
0: what you do. He meets you. That's fine. He meets you in the middle. He puts a towel over his other arm, wipes off his hand, and holds out his hand. You're- Well, hello there, sir. You're the chef as well. It's a one-man operation. All of this. How many people are in this place? Uh, a few people have left. It's probably like six people left. I got my regulars that come in about the same time every day. I know what they need. I get ready for them. Like your friend Marley there. Knew what he needed when he came in. Had it ready for him. Interesting. Makes it real easy. That's amazing.
1: I shake his hand and I try to like pivot around him while shaking his hand, just sort of like stepping. And I was like, this is quite the establishment. I've never seen something that really reminds me of where I came from quite like this. Uh, And then ideally I am now with my back to the kitchen and then I turn and
0: I start walking into the kitchen ballsy flux fortunately <laughs> this guy is just on point on his task i'm glad the establishment meets your expectations i hope to see you again soon this place is my place of business and it's my home you're welcome here whenever you like. Please enjoy my hospitality whenever you see fit. He spins around with a little bit of a flourish, and he goes to, like, bust the tables. He cleans up a couple of tables that other people had left. He cleans up the table that you were just at with your friend, and you're given... You can go for the kitchen, but you know that he's not going to be out of there for long. Because he comes out, does stuff, and goes back to the kitchen. I'm not hiding what I'm doing.
1: I'm seeing if there's hostility. Like, I'm, I'm being, like... Rude? Yeah. <laughs> I head into the back... I head into the kitchen. I want to see it. The door says employees only. Oh, no, I can't then. I'm a law-abiding man.
0: (laughs) It says employees only, please. Oh, well. It says employee only. (laughs) Employee only, please. (laughs) No, it says employees, plural, only, in in like a a traditional classic sign, and then there's a little handwritten sign under it that says please, and then there's another handwritten sign under it that says restroom this way with an arrow pointing to the other door.
1: Oh, yeah, so it's obviously not weird that I'd head into the kitchen. I go into the kitchen. (laughs) Oh no, I
0: thought the bathroom was here. I look around. It's a kitchen. It's an old-fashioned looking kitchen. It's got, like, the porcelain-coated refrigerator and the porcelain-coated propane stove top and, like, a fucking icebox. You know what time it is. It's time for that Investigate a Mystery Roll. Sure. It's fucking mysterious, and I'm investigating. <laughs> fucking- oh, man. This is why you can't have nice things, DMs. You get players, and they investigate the kitchen. Yes. I mean... I gave him a bathroom. He investigated the kitchen. Nobody went to the bathroom the whole time we've been here. Obviously, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Nobody went the entire time you were there.
1: I rolled a seven. Hey, that is still a hold one. Okay. I only get one question. It's the first bad roll of my day. Uh, one hold could be spent to ask the Keeper one of the following questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? What is being concealed here? Like,
0: fuck man. Why? You didn't try your milk, and you didn't try your water, so you don't get to ask those questions. No, I'm just fucking with you. You get- you get the question. That's the best question. Congratulations. There is not a single replicator in this kitchen. It's a fucking kitchen. Like, you open the fridge, it's a fucking fridge. You open the cupboards, they're cupboards.
1: Is it huge? How can he make that many different things? You can't make Italian and what Tex-Mex Americana! That's ridiculous. You'd need so much storage. This
0: isn't a Cheesecake Factory.
1: Exactly.
0: Didn't Orangey make a comment about how it was original sarsaparilla?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, just to have that shit, he'd need to store it.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: that is what is awry. Okay, so the the thing that's being concealed here is this man deserves to work in a better place. Jesus oh my dear god does this man need to be paid more to run a bigger business he's amazing
0: yeah so what's being concealed here is as far as moss can tell the best employee on earth is being concealed here yes it's physically impossible to produce some of the things that you saw him produce in the time he produced it specifically orange drink because that one is fucking weird the lasagna he could prep ahead of time sure Grease burger, whatever. Warm milk, that's whatever. There's
4: a cow back here. There's a fucking
1: cow back here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ox is strange. I'd like to cast speak with animals. The other thing that you notice that is odd is he called this place his home and his place of business, and at least on this floor, you haven't seen any other points of entry or exit. No stairs up to, like, another floor or something. It would be assumed that there would be a staircase in the back of the kitchen, because it's kind of long and runs across the back of the room, and he would go live upstairs in the loft or whatever, but that's not there. Is there any back door in the kitchen? No. It's a dead end. There's no more points of egress or ingress. You've got the kitchen, you've got presumably the bathroom, and you've got the front door. There's some cupboards and stuff.
3: Open a cabinet, open a cabinet, open a cabinet.
1: Yeah, I'm opening everything. Do it. I open everything. I'm gonna fucking figure out how he's making
0: sarsaparilla. You're into your- your third cabinet when he comes back in. And uh, he comes back in with a bit of a start, and he holds his hand over his chest, you know, in that, like, fucking 1920s surprise motion. Oh, excuse me, sir. He gave me a bit of a surprise. Hi. Uh, if you'll pardon me, this this is my kitchen, and uh, I am I would like to politely ask you to egress yourself from here. Do you sleep in your kitchen, sir? No, sir. That would be dirty. You said this is your home. Yes. Oh, no, I mean, I spend a lot of my time here. Uh-huh. Like, I live where I work. I'm always there. I, I never get to... It's an old 20th century thing where people would say hello and they say, do you work here? And then they say, no, I live here to make a commentary on the old working conditions where you would never get to go home. It seems a lot of people spend a lot of time here. Well, they come in about the same times and they go about the same times and you hear the door open and close a couple of times. The main door in the other room.
1: Uh, I stand up straight. I hold out my hand again. I, I deeply apologize for my strange behavior. So you are a miracle worker with this business. Um, keep up the good work. And I walk out, whether he shakes my hand or not.
0: (laughs) He shakes your hand with a bit of a glint in his eye, and he says, Thank you, sir.
1: Okay, read a bad situation. (laughs) Glint in the eye. I gotta read a bad situation now.
0: I appreciate your compliments, Mr. Moss. I hope you had a good time, and I hope to see you back soon.
1: Can I read a bad situation? Can I read this dude? It's not like a thing, right? You can try to read a bad situation. Okay. Oh, that's... Good thing I'm sticking with the sharp things. That's just
0: a one... It's a one, or it's a hold one? It's a hold one, yeah. Can't roll a one. Okay, it's very different. He punches you in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, find your other two dice. Then he punches you in the mouth. What's the biggest threat
1: in this room? Am I a threat to him, or is he a threat to me? <laughs> Am I just ruining this sweet man's day for no reason? There's a cleaver on the counter. Yeah, the, the deli slicer, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest threat. There's an old school knife block. No, um... it's No, it's the deli slicer. I've been in kitchens. Those things cause the most accidents. He's never this. Whoa. Whoa, I saw roast beef on the menu,
0: sir. You did. It looked really good. It was a really... Fuck, that's one of my favorites. Really enticing roast beef, roast beef sandwich. <laughs> like, the au jus looks like it has the perfect, like, consistency. Hey, man, shut the fuck up. Or I'm quitting, and I'm gonna go make
1: myself a steak.
0: It's important. Oh, oh That's right. All right, guys. Uh, Jay, what do you need? Like forty? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back at forty. Thank you for listening. Uh, please hold for a uh, roast beef sandwich break. I swear to God, I'm gonna mail all
4: my deals one more time. Maybe forge her. You hear me? By the way, Mister Simon, you got it. Forge her. Don't forget point one and point two. Cheese off. Jesus! Are you ready? Okay. I on the set. Raleigh.
3: Bad boy support. Take one.
4: Action! Hi, I'm number nine. You might know me from the hip podcast, Torchlight Tavern. And while the show is top-tier podcasting, gloriously acted, meticulously edited, and beautifully produced, let's take a moment and step outside the bit. To talk about our staff. No jokes. Send jokes outside the room, okay? Every day, these gentlemen put together this podcast for you, the listener. And for just a few dollars, you could help support these four fine boys in what they love to do entertain you. Many roleplay podcasts don't make it this far, but this one has endured with support from only a few of this world's finest people. Today, you can become one of those people. This is Ryan. He goes to school, he works, and he produces this podcast. He's so busy that he literally stopped going to therapy and he might even be off his nuts, but we do still see him taking something occasionally. He's absolutely unhinged. His family is so tired. This one here is Jeffrey. When young Jeff was just a boy, he had cancer. He doesn't now He's okay he beat it he looked death in the face and said no it's not my time i have to be on a podcast and multiple shows on twitch twitch.tv slash turtle but he used to have cancer he's better now really this is mitchell mitchell is a father can you imagine this one is someone's dad Our kid must have rolled a four. And finally, we have Jameson. This whole thing was his idea, and years later, they're still doing it. He works tirelessly to put the cast into these horrible situations day in and day out while being a somewhat new homeowner. And despite all that, he somehow has a loving wife, a still simmering drinking problem, and is attempting to make a child just to spite Mitch so I can no longer be the podcast dad on the podcast. We hate to have to ask you for your support, but these men need your help. Check for a link in our episode description. If you could support our show on Patreon or even coffee, it would mean everything to us to get a like or a comment on any of our variety of social media platforms would be a gift. Some fan art could bring a smile to their poor, dirty, unshaven little faces. Just saying hi would help these men know that someone like you that cares about this show is actually out there for just a few dollars. We might actually even be able to get a real live woman as a regular on this show for diversity's sake. Lord knows the show could use some estrogen. Thank you for your support. And on behalf of all of us here at Torchlight Tavern, Thank you for listening. Good. Great job, bud. Yeah, I know, I know. Frankie,
0: I said no mail! All right, welcome back everyone. Jay, how was your sandwich? Good? It's delicious. All right, so. The biggest threat was my obesity. As per usual. Yeah, me too. So, Moss, I'm gonna give you your one on the way out the door. The biggest threat is something just feels fucking wrong. This person is too good at what he does. You can't pin down what the threat is, but he's too fucking good at what he does. He does things that seem impossible, and it's all fucking charity. You just remember that uh, there was no there was no charge for time, but uh, as you walk out the door...
1: Well, no shit, Mac. I've gathered this. Give me something more. <laughs>
3: Moss, 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 leave your card. Leave your card and say you're looking for a job.
0: As you walk out the door, there is a small glass jar that says tips on it. Hang on, hang on. Did I fuck that up? Uh Uh-oh, it's important. I smashed the jar.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you fuck up mentioning a tip jar? What do you mean?
0: Yeah. There's a glass jar on a little wooden pedestal it says tip or pay here and it has a little like you know reader in the bottom of the jar you don't use hard money but yeah it's got a handful of vintage coins and a handful of vintage bills from different eras in the jar with the scanner because you know
1: because we pay with time, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It has the money for, like, the spectacle. Yeah. But it's got the reader for time. They're props. Okay. Yeah. They're honestly probably expensive props for what they are. But, like, yeah. They're, <laughs> I want to say they're worthless, but they're worthless as money. So, you said that that was my, my one. Is that the biggest
1: threat? Is the fucking tip jar?
2: <laughs> yes. Be afraid of the tip jar, all right?
1: Tipping is a fucked up mechanic that we use in this day and age, and apparently it made it 500 years.
0: Yeah. So, the biggest threat is just that... Cause I'll smash that tip
1: jar. <laughs> it ain't no threat to me, boy. I'll smash that shit. Smash that tip jar right the fuck now. Just trying to figure out how to
3: say
0: it without spoiling shit. Monster of the Week is difficult because it's like, you don't want to give someone 100% the answer, like, right off the bat. And if you have a clever monster, it's difficult to give them something useful, but not, like, B2 on the nose. Mm-hmm. You
1: don't have to answer the question literally, but you do need to answer the question, so
0: to speak. Yeah. Yeah. What I was getting at is that the takeaway that you get from it is that there is something wrong with the situation. There is something wrong with the setup. This doesn't seem physically possible. And at no point were you asked to pay. Orangey enjoyed and finished their drink. And at no point were they asked to pay. You never saw Marley make a payment. You were watching Marley. You didn't see anyone else make payments either. Yeah. You could have missed that because you were focusing on Marley. But you were focusing on your friend. And Marley... The man who's never shorted someone a nickel walked in and out of that establishment, enjoyed a meal and a pint, and didn't pay.
1: I put my card in the tip jar.
2: Never shorted a single person a nipple. Yeah, or a nickel.
0: Never short him (laughs) a (laughs) nipple. I think it's more likely Marley shorted someone a nipple, to be honest. (laughs) If he was going to short someone something, I'm pretty sure that's what it would be. Fair enough. I put my card in the tip jar, and I scanned my arm,
1: where my wristwatch would be.
0: Your interface pops up, and it's just a list of things that had been procured by people from the night. And down towards the very bottom, like third or fourth up from the bottom, it just says Appley, semicolon, 1890 vintage sarsaparilla. I, I pay for our stuff. It's like 40 minutes. $20 for a bottle of water? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, your stuff is there too. My bad. My bad. Yeah, don't forget Evian.
2: Motherfucker ain't lying. Twenty dollars. <laughs> motherfucking go to a fancy restaurant. When they asked you if you want sparkling or still, they come out with a motherfucking Evian.
0: My bad. My bad. And the warm milk. Yeah. And there's Miley's burger. There's your water. There's your warm milk. And there's uh, Orangey's sarsaparilla. I pay for them. Yeah. And they're all normal. That is when you see that no one else has paid anything either. I pay for our stuff.
1: Yeah. I guess I walked down the street. By fuck. By this point, they've got to have caught up with me because you guys were coming back, right?
2: I was trying to say let's go back. Yeah. We turned to look at it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I don't understand that establishment or why I may have lost time there or why it seems so weird, but I've been keeping up on the old hullabaloo, you know? Been trying to see if there's anything, well, our old business around here. As have I. And unless the keeper has kept something from me, (laughs) there hasn't been, no signs.
0: Not that you, so you've only been really made aware of the issue like yesterday. You've been on your toes about it today.
2: Weirdness in general. I mean, in general, Like, I've been looking for anything supernatural since we got here.
0: No, not really. You found a couple of things here and there. The few things that you guys ran into, it was like the Silky selkie. It was a couple of very low level, very easy to blend in others that found a quaint little place in society to just exist. Nothing malicious. It's all been, like, symbiotic stuff, as far as you've seen.
2: So I haven't seen hind nor hair of anything, other than, you know, maybe some cell keys or something of the sort. But with that being so low and not usually malicious, I think maybe our first bet is maybe I should go see a, a doctor. There should be one right down the street. You want to go right now? I mean, it's not like I'm going to sit there and wait. It's,
0: like, two blocks away. It's not far. You still see the buser outside that brought that one dude in earlier. Wait, What? The busser is still outside the medical facility that brought the heart attack guy in earlier.
3: Oh, okay. For sure. Because we call the thing a busser, but also the guy was bussing stuff earlier, so I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, shit. You're right. You're right. My bad. I was like, he's
2: outside? (laughs) Is that a different person? So, yeah, I make my way to the doctor. Like, that seems like the right thing to
0: do. As you guys enter, you see that there's a human attendant speaking to a significantly older woman and their, you assume, child. But the child is, like, mid-30s, and the older person is, like, 70s, 80s. It looks as though...
3: Are we getting here before... I'm sorry. Are we getting here before Moss steps out? Apparently, you didn't come back to the
0: place, so yeah. You can be. Up to you. Your call. You can all go together. I spent another five, ten minutes there, so. Yeah, you can all go together. You can go without him. It doesn't matter. Jeff, what do you think?
2: I think that Marley would have just, like, headed straight there unless you said otherwise. Like, unless you were like, well, hold on.
3: Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I did tell Moss that I would see him at home, so that's fine.
0: Yeah. As you get there, it's been, like, 30, 40 minutes since the man got wheeled out. And uh, you see this human attendant talking to this older woman. And uh, basically just says, you know, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, your husband passed away. He died of natural causes. He had uh, multiple concurrent heart failure. And uh, we got to him within standard, uh, standard retrieval time limits. Unfortunately, the complexity of his condition, we weren't able to resuscitate him. And the conversation just goes on. And they're just discussing, like... He's dead. What do we do with him? You know? Yeah. You know, they're sad.
1: We stopped funding funerals hundreds of years ago. There's no need for him
0: anymore. (laughs) Yeah, they're sad because dad died. And, you know, he goes over, like, the options, cremation or whatever the fuck. Whatever newfangled bullshit. Cremation, reprocessing, whatever, you know, future stuff. Not significant for the story, not wasting time on it.
2: Fair. Yeah, I just kind of, you know, not to, like, usurp their time.
0: So, Marla, you're just there to check in, right?
2: Yeah, I'm there to be like, hey, I need to have my shit checked out.
0: Fuck yeah, bro. It's the future. You don't say shit to nobody. You just stand in front of the kiosk. Yeah, I do it. And it runs a, It runs a full med scan on you because you've got the implants and things so it can do that. And it gives you a green light. Your blood pressure is... It's not like dangerously low, but it's... It's low? Like very, very relaxed low. All of his vitals are... Marley's? His cholesterol needs to be through the roof. This man has been eating that
3: greasy ass burger every day and it's
0: low? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, bullshit.
0: Yes. All of Marley's vitals look very chill.
1: How's that cholesterol? Has it spiked in the last two hours? It's a little high. Okay. If it's not high, then we have a clue. The burger isn't real. <laughs>
0: it's beyond meat. There's a little yellow flag for cholesterol, but... Uh, Fuck! You know, there's like a second page on the HUD that's like your alerts. And it's like, uh, you know, high cholesterol intake, um, alcohol consumption, yeah, yeah. and like... You know, fucking, uh, he's got, like, 17 carcinogen warnings from when he was at work because he was in, like, all the grease and shit. Yep, asbestos. But Marley's like, no, that's that's normal. That's same old, same old. Yeah, that's- that's normal, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind that. Everything checks out.
2: I mess with the kiosk to get a brain scan inputting that I've been missing- losing time.
0: Uh, it redirects you down the hallway to see a specialist.
2: Fantastic. I go down the
0: hallway. Go down the hallway, see the specialist, it's a horizontal kiosk. You lay down and it slides you in and then it runs effectively a compound brain scan. It takes 30 minutes to run the whole thing. It gives you a full spectrum readout.
2: Perfect. That's what I want. Full spectrum.
0: It flags you as green but with a, uh, I don't know the medical terminology here, so I can't give you the the specifics, unfortunately. But basically it's, you're good, but you're running a little slow, bud. It advises you that you appear to be drowsy and you probably shouldn't operate any high-intensity tasks or heavy machinery until you can get some rest and, uh, you know, recover full mental faculties. You've been
2: working hard. Okay. Running yourself on the ground. I do what I can to input, to sort of ask this kiosk the question of, like, if I've been losing time, and it's not my brain. What might be the cause of this
0: lapse? It gives you the spinning wheel for a minute. (laughs) Rainbow wheel. Like six, seven seconds to be honest. And then it it gives you a warning that pops up and it says, apologies. We apologize for the inconvenience, no relevant data from your scan suggests the symptoms that you have indicated. And it has in quotes, losing time, feeling of lost time, feeling of temporal distortion. The things that you've entered in the kiosk, right? That you've said to it. Right. And it says, We were get to inform you, you will have to revisit with an in-person specialist. Unfortunately, there is a considerable wait. You will need to return tomorrow at 4.30 when the next physician will be available to see you. Yeah. We apologize for the 22.5 hour inconvenience.
2: I look at Orangey and I go, Well, I guess I've got to be back here tomorrow. And because that's the case and I don't seem to remember right around this time, Pretty frequently. I'm gonna need you to make sure that I get there.
3: Okay. I can I can do that. Would you like me to be here at your delayed time? Or right after work?
2: No, I want you to meet me at work as I leave.
0: Yeah, so Marley gets off work at four. The the place he's been stuck at is like ten minutes from work, and his appointment is at four thirty.
2: Meet me at work at four. We will walk together. If for some reason, I don't walk the way I'm supposed to walk to this medical treatment facility, then I want you to do whatever it takes to get me here. I do not care what level whatever it takes is. Do I make myself clear? Crystal Pepsi. What a old school and yet futuristic reference you've made for two people like us. (laughs) I work at the library.
3: They actually have it
1: in the vending machine. Strange. Fucking nerd! (laughs) It's been his replacement (laughs) (laughs) Sasparilla. Since the fake shit just doesn't hit the spot like it used to. Sprite Remix. Sprite Remix was dope. Was so good. Bring that shit back. Moss went home and made some calls as this is something that I've never done but I come with the ability as a fucking gumshoe of the naked city so that's sexy. uh, Where it says I have lots of personal contacts wherever you go and I want to call the police? (laughs) Not the police, but like...
2: I want to call the police.
1: Yeah, 911. This place is too good. This place is too fucking good. Order the roast beef and the warm milk. Uh... But I want to call my contact with the police department, I guess. Is there police in the future? I don't fucking know. Seems like things are pretty chill. Things are pretty chill. Who who keeps track of complaints and law and injury? I call my contact that I've made in the last 15 years. The Common Civil Services. Okay, I call that guy, the contact that I made with them in the last 15 years, and I just, um, hello, uh. I was wondering if you could help me if there's been any rash of complaints for people who've lost time.
0: Oh, hey there, Mr. Moss. How can I help you today?
1: Oh, yes. Thank you, Barry. Barry, I'm so glad I got you. Could you help me out?
0: Yeah, what can I do for you?
1: It's a strange request, but I I need you to tell me if there's been an uptick in lost time where people don't remember what, where they've been for a couple hours or people who have reported missing family members for periods of time. Anything
0: like that? Well, I wouldn't say there's been an uptick, but that kind of thing happen all the time. People always be forgetting appointments or getting distracted on the way home. I'm not sure what you...
1: Nothing criminal.
0: Well, no, nothing been reported. Nothing out of sorts. You have a specific place you need me to be looking into? I If you can narrow down what you're looking for... I These come in all the time. Just like lost cats and lost dogs, you know?
1: Um, anyone who lives within a few miles of, uh, the 19th to 20th century crossover district. If, there, if that area has had any such complaints,
0: um... That would be helpful. And uh, I'm abolishing that accent. So he... No! No! Bring Barry back! <laughs> no! You
3: you mean the same accent you've used for the last three characters, just like different inflections?
1: <laughs> no, that one was obviously Canadian, and the busser was Irish.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Excuse me. Obviously.
0: We had a Canadian, an Irish, and an American. And so he he spent some time flipping through his stuff, looking through his databases. Yeah, sorry to tell your friend, right? <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. Sorry to tell you there, my friend, mister.
1: No, he's Irish again. God damn it, it's gone! You said you banned it, so I guess you did. Yeah, you abolished it, all right. You put him on the fucking plate to die. You threw him
0: up there like a skeet. I was gonna come back to him. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, he he lets you know that, like, he doesn't have anything from people that live in that area. Nothing out of the ordinary. He searches for a while, and eventually, Well, there, I, I can tell you that I found something for you. We got, uh, we got a higher uptick of, of OH, OHDs, the outside home deaths. You know at this point that most people die at home because, like, you don't have to go to work. Yeah. So, like, sorry, there's two categories of death. Yeah. There's fucking accidents and in-home death. Sure. Because you're either alive until something kills you so it's an accident or you never got the genome update so you can just die at home chilling with your family yeah. so out of home deaths are pretty
1: pretty fucking rare it's you died of old age but you didn't die in like the safety that you would expect
0: somebody who's sick to die in yeah it's it, and it's almost always things like heart attacks and stuff because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. somebody went out to get groceries when they shouldn't have, and, like, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke a hip, got an infection, dumb shit like that.
1: So, uh, any particular location that those are coming from?
0: Well, well, I can't give you that information, because that's, uh, confidentiality, but... Yeah. I can say that it's, uh... You were asking about around the 19th? It's about around the 19th. Like, literally, I can't tell you. It's on my end, I I can't see it. Is it weird that it's not available to you, or is that normal? Oh, no, that'd be be fucking wild for it to be available to him or he goes over like several statutes and how like it's private information like where people died a couple people have released the information publicly because a lot of people just do that in case it happens to be useful later on he explains to you that sometimes they'll find like a latent radiation leak that people didn't know about sure like it's it's super common for him to not have that info because why would he? He's a civil servant. Why would he know where people, you know? Sure. He has the raw data, which says that there's a slightly higher percentage here than other places. That's all he asked for you. All right. Uh, thank you, Barry. And by the way, your accent practice that you've been doing, it's coming
1: along nicely. You, you should keep working at it, though. You've almost got Canadian down.
4: Well, I'm glad that
0: you appreciate it, time also...
1: Click. <laughs> 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 I hang up a phone, even though that's not the way anything works, even in this day and age.
0: I can usually do Canadian, too. I don't know what happened. I can usually do it. You started out so strong. So, you find yourself in a position where it's very much the end of the day. The only thing left is to get Marley home because he's been out an hour longer than the hour that was already worrying his wife.
2: Yeah, when I get home, I I tell my wife, I've been having some sort of issue, obviously. But we're going to get it resolved right after work tomorrow. I'll be a little late tomorrow as well. Thank you, Orangey. As always, your help is greatly appreciated.
0: And she she gives you the late or later than late?
3: Just late. I'll be with him. Don't worry.
0: She just says, I'll, I'll have dinner ready for the both of you when you get home.
3: Much appreciated. Thank you. You know,
0: see, see you at 630, because that's about the time that Marley normally gets home.
2: Sweet as a peach. That's my girl.
0: You know I hate peaches. <laughs> anyway, uh. Um... <laughs> All right, Dawn of the Second Day. Dawn of the Second Day. Uh, editing Ryan, play me the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask Dawn of the Second Day sound. I mean, it sounds the same as all the other Dawn sounds, but it's just drums. It's just like, dun dun, Yeah.
1: So, Orgy did come home. We shared our information with each other.
0: Yeah, if that's what you guys did, sure, I don't care.
3: Yeah. Yeah, before we all, like, head off to work and shit, I would like to... I am going to relay the information of the past evening to Moss.
1: Yeah, and vice versa. I tell him that, hey, there's been an uptick in these deaths from this place. So it's definitely suspect.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah y- Y'all catch up. Y'all catch up.
3: Yeah, I'm also gonna be like, would you like to come with us to take him to the hospital afterward? We
0: gotta take Marley to the vet. You know how squirrely he gets about the needle. I'm gonna need a second <laughs> pair of hands to hold him in. <laughs> yeah,
1: someone's gonna have to hold his collar while you hold the cheese in front of his nose.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, at least you're good friends.
1: Yeah, I go with orangey. I don't see any reason why I would try to do anything else because I don't know what the fuck else to do yet. All right, we wait outside of Marley's work for him to get off.
0: Yeah, there's like a foyer. You can wait there if you want, or you can do stuff. Marley, being the the busy work kind of fellow, works a, a really long day at like six to eight hours normally. So
2: it's just super long.
3: Hey, uh, Moss, I, br- I brought uh, I brought us some Crystal
1: Pepsi's if you would like one. What the fuck's a Pepsi? I'm just kidding. I love those. Who doesn't? I can't believe. That it became the national drink of America. It's odd, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes a certain sense. Coke tried to run him out. You know I love sarsaparilla, but this Crystal Pepsi, it's a close second. Did you ever find a place that still makes Coke
0: Quartz? If only. It's not as good. They traded the cocaine for solid rock. Um, yes. Because <laughs> it fizzes when he put it in the...
1: Anyway. Um... <laughs> so hopped up on way too much sugar.
3: A close third is Coke with coffee. Have you not had that? Because it's actually good. No. What is it? Coke with coffee. Coke with coffee. Coca-Cola with coffee.
2: That sounds like Dr. Pepper with cream in it.
3: It came out a couple years ago. It's not bad.
0: Okay, I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. So, Moss and Orangey, you see something fucking weird, something that you almost never see. Uh when you guys are dicking around talking about Pepsi a couple hours into Marley's shift, it's uh it's right before Marley takes one of his breaks and you see the yellow and black bands come up on one of the displays in the foyer. And uh you know that that's a uh, it's like an alert.
3: Wait, 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 are we just like are we there for like his entire shift? What's happening here? I mean, unless you tell me otherwise, just hanging out in the lobby at his work? Yeah, no. We didn't we didn't just like take the day off to go wait
0: with his ass. Like we waited until he was about to get off work. <laughs> I asked you you said you were gonna follow him from the start, I, I just I asked Whatever, whatever. Y'all are waiting for Marley to get off. It's a little bit before he gets out. Yeah. And you see the black and yellow bars of an alert come up. A news alert. And that's weird. And uh your HUD pops up and asks you if you consent to graphic content, or if you would like the censored version.
1: Absolutely graphic content. I'm it, so fucking terrified, hit the yes button.
3: Hey, you know, I'm so ready for that shit to pop up at any moment. I have that setting turned off, so it just gives me that shit fucking grade A. You got it hacked. It
0: pops up, glitches, and then just auto-accepts. You've got a keylogger clicked in for yes. It's just immediate gore. <laughs>
2: yeah. Marley helped him out. Helped them out.
0: Well, that's gonna be a technology thing. That's probably something that Moss would have helped out with. Fair enough. Because Moss has got that good brain now.
1: you really sure you want to just see everything the internet is gonna to give to you raw dog like that? Okay, Orangey. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, fucking freak.
2: Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I love that Moss would just throw out the term raw dog. <laughs> that's what broke me. <laughs> 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 Moss is really getting with the times.
0: So, Moss, do you view the uncensored content? Yeah, yeah, we do.
1: Hi! Welcome to (laughs) Nine (laughs) Phone.
0: Yes, so a reporter's voice comes over what is obviously some drone footage, and it says, Breaking news, unprecedented attack at CCS. Two injured, one left dead, unable to determine culprits at this time. Be advised, appears to be... A historic case of murder and uh orangey you see what the drone is showing and there's some there's some med aid people that are helping the two injured and there is a body slumped over a dispatch counter that is riddled with hold you don't know barry but moss did so, uh, Marley, you come out a little bit early, like five, ten minutes early, which is cool. Just, you know, you finish up your project, there was no reason to start something new. And you come into the foyer, and you see Orangey just like, bruh, and Moss looking obviously disheveled. Hey, boys. Whoa, Moss. Hey, Marley, did you, did you see this news alert?
2: No, I was working. Of course, I just passed it by. And he looks at his timepiece and checks the alert. Marley, there was a murder. A murder? Where do you think we are?
0: Yeah, so Marley, you're a, you're a little later in the report, and they're talking about in, in about this time they bring up that there hasn't there hasn't been an unevident murder like this in over a hundred years, and that they're hoping to figure out what the cause was, and they they spin off on how like it's weird and you know we don't know what the motivation was so we just want people to be careful and they highlight some districts around the area where it happened it's just an fyi and they give you some crime statistics and some like if you are having trouble dealing with blah blah blah, you can reach out to the blah 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 you know here's the support systems and it just sort of devolves into like support systems and health check-ins and what you guys can do to protect yourself and then uh that that's pretty much it but yeah
2: okay yeah i checked that
1: yeah
0: phones are phones right we got our personal phones this is the
1: future yeah i called him for my personal Phone. Mm-hmm. That would be the only indication that I talked to him, right?
0: Probably, yeah. Or his search history. Could be one, could be both. Those are the two things. Most likely, yes. I can't think of anything else that Moss would think of that would link these two things as anything more than coincidence. Oh, Archie, Molly. Um,
1: Moss, are you, you alright? N- no. Uh, that That's Barry. That's my contact at the CCS. He's the one who told me about the deaths last night. Huh. Oh. I spoke to him just last night about this case. Awesome. I'm so sorry.
2: It is quite a shame to hear you lost a friend. I will also say that's a bit weird.
1: I think I got him killed.
2: Why would you say that?
1: You don't find it funny that the one person I asked questions last night is the first death in 100 years? Sometimes there's no such thing as coincidences.
0: This is not one of those times. Uh, Marley, I assume that you watched the uncensored version?
2: Yeah, I would- why would I fucking- what do I- I rod on the life here. (laughs) Yes.
0: I figured i figured you finish watching the feed and then you scroll back to sort of see like the part that you missed because you weren't watching it and what you immediately notice is those are very high-tuned pulse weapons not only did they shred mr barry pretty well but there is significant damage behind where he was when he got shot like there's a hole through through him and the chair, and burn scoring on the console where he is. And that's fucking wild, because the whole point of having the impulse weaponry is they're normally turned down enough to only have significant effect on organics. This is like borderline military grade. This is not civilian tuning. I also
2: hand you a Crystal Pepsi. I take the Crystal Pepsi, I pop it, I sip it, and I I sit there with this sort of puzzled look on my face. And then I look at you two and I go, so what happened here? And like, so you guys have the implants. I have it in my timepiece. So I pull it up on my timepiece. You,
0: you can screen share.
2: Yeah, I pull it up on my timepiece and I go, if you see this here, this marking, you see how far these pulses traveled? It's clearly a pulse weapon, but that's not what a pulse weapon's supposed to do. The reason we don't have any projectiles is because people are concerned in this time about the distance traveled of any given weapon. That's why Orangey can still have her big knife, but Moss can't have a shotgun anymore. For a weapon to have any version, pulse or otherwise, travel through more than one object, more than one means in which it may stop, means it's tuned to a, well, to a military grade. Which I know, we don't have much military here, which offers even higher a question of how someone would get that.
1: This collateral wasn't caused by pulse weapons, it was caused by my phone call. Make sure you be careful about what we say over the columns from now on. Sure, alright. Is there military? Who the fuck are we at war with?
0: (laughs) There's really not. Okay. So what you've learned in the last 15 years is because of the climate failure outside...
4: We're at war with the goddamn
0: climate! (laughs) Yes, actually, you are.
4: We're at war with the gods.
0: Pretty much. So the issue is, there's not a lot of interpersonal... Strife, but everyone kind of like the nuclear deterrent that we have now. Everyone has a defense force. Everyone has—it's not a military in that like people try not to go raiding places, but everyone has a military force because one, if you if you decided to raid someone, you need their facility to stay intact. That's the only thing worth a shit that they have. Yeah, no one's gonna be bombing a facility. That would be fucking stupid. It's all infantry war crimes no just dumb not even not even war crimes just dumb there's very finite numbers of places that humans are currently surviving on earth so if you blow one up you're just a fucking idiot if you wanted to be a ruthless cockbag you would go in and sweep the people out but you keep the facility that's why pulse weapons are the thing because you can take out the people if you need to but it leaves the facility intact and the facility is what is the actual resource that matters so everyone all the domes have a defense force is there any benefit To Moss going to the crime scene. I'm going to say Moss would not. Okay. For better or worse, Moss would not think that's a good idea. Okay. You may have just gotten a dude killed for making a phone call. Don't fucking show up at the place they just killed a dude. And this was like a just happened news report, dude. This is not a, like, happened last night. This is like, homie just got wasted. The font's still fading out of the screen from GTA console. Wasted. Also, it's now only, like, 15, 20 minutes until Marley's doctor's appointment.
2: Based on that information... I would posit this question. Would that even be military grade? Because it sounds like you don't need it to be that powerful to kill someone. Like that's even overclocked to kill the person.
0: It is, but armor and stuff. Okay. The point would be that military is capable of cranking theirs up. Yeah. Yours doesn't tune that high. Military could. Yeah. Okay. Because once a dude's got ceramic plastic armors on and shit, you need to burn through a second layer of something to get to the dude.
2: Yeah, well, even that, it went through three layers in some situations,
0: so that's pretty, pretty clocked. Well, this went through a guy in a chair, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> a guy in a desk chair, not anything super grade, but yeah. Yeah, okay. It's clocked unnecessarily high. Yeah, okay. The, it's, it's like mil-spec on full clock, which, like you said, fucking weird.
2: That's, uh, to use a, to use a saying from uh, something I saw in one of the old historical documents, that's uh, cranked up to 11.
1: Yes, the guns are very strong. We have an appointment to keep. We do? That we do.
2: Are we walking by home? Uh, we would have to walk by home to end up back there. Yes. Good. Let's go. All right. Let's make our way. So we're walking. We're walking and we're walking. Tell us where we are in progress of walking, Keeper. Yeah. I fall
1: back behind Marley as we get closer to home. I too would like to do that.
0: You leave work. So, home is, like, like a block from work, and then the med facility is, like, two blocks past that. Not far at all.
3: Okay. As soon as home is within, like, sight, I'm going to trail just a little bit behind, and I would like to open up the sight. I'm gonna roll weird.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Jeff, as Marley and Moss keep walking, Orangey just sort of hangs back. You guys pass home, and then Orangey opens up the sight.
2: Everybody hangs back by the sounds of what I just heard.
0: Yeah,
1: we all sort of just... Kinda gave him the the lead. Oh, okay. Well, Marley keeps walking. Whatever.
2: Yeah. Marley's like, okay.
1: We wanna see what Marley does in front of home.
3: I got an 11.
0: Okay, what what does the sight do for us, Ryan?
3: So, on a 10 plus, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. I did the sight and the sight. You can see the invisible, especially spirits and magical influences you may communicate with and maybe even make deals with the spirits you see, and they give you more opportunities to spot clues when you investigate a mystery, which I will do if Marley reacts to home.
0: Okay, so you're gonna hold it. Yes. Gotcha. So Marley gets about 40 feet past home, and then Marley turns around.
3: I would like to investigate a mystery.
0: (laughs) Sure. Roll me that check.
3: That is another 11, without without having to add. That's a straight 11 plus 2. That is a 13. Advanced.
0: What happened, who did, and what do? Damn, Queen, slay it. Happy Pride. (laughs) What? What? Nothing. Uh, Nothing.
3: Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, so, you may ask the Keeper any question you want about the mystery, not just the ones listed. Uh, do I see anything compelling, uh, Mr. Marley?
1: No, man, everything's gravy. No, I'm fucking with you, I'm fucking with you. I'll fucking find you and choke you, because we've been choking out just raw-dogging this fucking meat here, trying to get it to squirt something. <laughs> you love raw-dog.
2: It's just like the gift that keeps on giving. I hate this. I hate this now. <laughs> I don't know what string of words you just put together to make a sentence, but I don't know if I like any of them.
0: I didn't like it. It's- it's- that, what Jay just said, is written down. On a post-it note in uh, Orangey's work in the section of Do Not Repeat This History. So you look at the establishment and you see fine golden threads that sort of spool out away from the establishment and just kind of weave their way down through the streets and shit. And uh, you see faint golden glows inside the establishment where uh, where people are sitting. And then you look at Marley and you see that there he's a faint gold glow also. And there is a uh, thread that is just connected with him, and it's sort of becoming more tactile. It's uh, spotty in places, but as you watch, it sort of solidifies for the way that you look at things. What do you see, Argy?
3: Do I think I can actually interact
0: with it? You would have to try to find out. Step one, fuck around. Step two, find out.
3: Uh, Moss, there seems to be a golden string of sorts attaching itself to Marley.
0: Uh, you had the sarsaparilla. There's there a string coming from you? I'm gonna fucking touch it. No. There's a faint golden glow on Orangey, but there's no string no no strings attached baby god that's a really shitty joke that i built into the core of this module on accident fuck so you you walk up to the thread and you touch it and moss you see orangey walk up and just like grab something in midair but there's nothing there that you can see in orangey you look at the establishment and it is a nearly blinding light and you look away from it and everything is dark save for the glow of you the golden thread and the glow of Marley O'Shaughnessy and it is acting like a beacon guiding Marley into the establishment. Moss, everything falls silent to you and you look up and over the top of the establishment you see them again. Those furiously glowing red eyes, the gaping mouth from which screams silence. Marley steps into the establishment.
1: Hey, Tavern goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash Tavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlet Tavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on the vast empire, your help is always appreciated.
3: Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Brett Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jeff Lisk and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org.
1: And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories. No, he doesn't because I fire him and just fucking like tackle him and throw him up on my shoulder. (laughs)